So, Parshas Shemois, a new Chumash, the second Chumash of the Torah. Really, the story of Shemois is the story of Klal Yisrael. Right? Whereas the, whereas the Sefer Bereshus is called... Right? The Sefer Bereshus is called the Sefer of Yishorim, of the Sadikim, of Ram Yitzchak Yaakov, the Shvatim, Yosef. But um, now, in the beginning of Sefer Shemais, all that is behind us, and the Ovis passed away, and the Shvatim passed away. And now the Yidin are going to go into Golos, a very uh, terrible Golos, the Golos Mitzrayim, yeah. which really, it says, uh, the, the, the Sfarim say that all the Golosin are all called Al-Shem Mitzrayim. Right. Every Golos is called Mitzrayim. We always talk about Yisias Mitzrayim, because Golos Mitzrayim is, so to speak, like the poster child for all the later and all the later exiles. Um, and post uh, um, Mitzrayim was really the most severe of our exiles. Yeah. Um, we were an entire nation that was a slave nation. We were enslaved. But ultimately, as we know, it was, uh, there was only one parsha really about the Golos, and then we have the beginning of Geula, we have the Ten Makis, and then we have Matan Torah, so, and, and then the creating of the Mishkan. So the, the, the book of Shemais is really the story of Golos and Geula, and building the Mishkan for Hashem. The uh, Pasuk begins, the, the Chumash begins, Ve'ela Shemais b'nei Yisrael ha'boim Mitzrayimah. These are the names of the Jewish people that came, or that were coming to Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk goes on to say the name of all the 12 Shvatim. Says the Medrash on the Pasuk, Al Shem Geulas Yisrael Nizkiru Khan. That the fact that the, all the Shvatim are mentioned here again by name is their, their names are showing on the Geula of Klal Yisrael and the redemption of Klal Yisrael. Oh, really? And as the Mepharshim explained, why is the Medrash saying this? Because really the Medrash, there's an there's a, like, invisible question. I mean, it's, why, are, why is the Torah again telling us their names? And we know the names of the Shvatim. First of all, we know when they were named in Parshas Vayetze. Why they were named then? Yeah, okay, we know that. And there was reasons for their names given then. And then in Parshas Vayigash, it says already that all the Shvatim went down to Misraim and it says their names. So why again in the beginning of this Chumash are they mentioned again by name? It could have just said, you're the So therefore the Medrash says, that the kavana, that the intention of, na- of going through the names of the Shvatim in this parsha is a new kavana, a new intention. And that is that each name of one of the, of the Shvatim is connected to the Geula of Klal Yisrael, the redemption of Klal Yisrael. And the Medrash goes through them one by one, and I have them here on the paper in front of you. It's very fascinating to see how every one of our 12 Shvatim is connected with Geula. Let's see inside. Reuven, Shanemar, Re'oi Ra'isi Oni Ami. When, when uh, Hashem visits Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, meets Moshe Rabbeinu for the first time, it's by the sneh, by the burning bush. So Hashem says that pasuk, See, I have seen the poverty of my nation. Says the Medrash that the word Reuven is connected with Ra'isi. Hashem says, I see the pain, the poverty of the nation, and therefore I'm going to bring them Geula. And as I'll, I'll remind us. When Reuven was initially named, it was because of a different Ra'a, right? Ra'a Hashem Ba'anyi that, that Leah said. But here is when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I've seen the play and the affliction of my nation. Shimon. How is the name Shimon connected with Geula? Al-Shem, Vayishma Elohim Esna Kosom. And that's also in Parshat Shemais. It's just after Moshe Rabbeinu goes to Midyan and Moshe Rabbeinu marries Sepira. Then it says that things got terrible in Mitzrayim and the Jewish people called out to Hashem, Vayitzaku. They cried out to Hashem and it says, Vayishma Elohim Esna Kosom. Hashem heard their cry and decided to bring Geula. So the word Vayishma, that Hashem heard their cry, which led to the Gula, that's the name of Shimon. Same idea, yeah. Maybe it's a stronger tzaka, maybe a stronger, a greater pain. Levi, 
How is the name of Levi connected to Geula? Says the Medrash. Al Shem Shenischaber Hakadosh Baruch Hu Litzarasam Mitoichasne. We know the word Levi means to be connected, right? Like Leah said, "You love the Ishi, Allah, my husband, will be connected to me." And Hashem showed His connection to the Jewish people by appearing to Moshe in a sne. As the Mefarshim say, Morris says, why did Hashem appear in a sne in a thorn bush? To fulfill this, that it says in Tehillim, Hashem says, if the Jewish people are in affliction, are in slavery, then I'm also in a thorn bush. I'm in a place of discomfort. And that's the Levi, Yilavi Ishi Yilai, that Hashem shows his, his chabrus, his connection with Klai Yisrael. I'm sorry? Why are you bringing up the snare here? Because that's how Hashem showed that Imei Anechi Bitzar. Oh no, it was he himself was in the snare. Right, right. That oh, Hashem is showing oh, Moshe Rabbeinu, oh, if the Jewish good. people are in pain, then I, I, my abode is in a, in a thorn bush. I see, it's good. Yehuda. How does Yehuda have to do with Geula? Says the Medrash, Hashem Shehoidu La Kaddish Baruch Hu. Of course, as soon as Hashem brings us Geula, what's the first thing we do? We thank Hashem. So Yehuda is, he does, thanks. And that's connected, obviously, with Geula. Yisachar. How is Yisachar connected with the Geula? Says the Medrash. Shenasan lehem HaKadosh Baruch Hu schar shibudam bizas mitzrayim u bizas hayam. The word Yisachar is the word schar. Schar means reward. And Hashem gave them the schar, the reward, for their bondage through the biza, the booty that they took, or the loot from Mitzrayim, and the biza that they took on the Yamsuf. We know that it says in the Gemara that the biza, the the uh, the spoils that they received by the Yamsuf was either even greater than what they received in Mitzrayim. Lakaim Ashanemer to fulfill this that it's written in Bereshis by the Brisbane Habsorim. Already hundreds of years earlier, Hashem promised our forefather Avramavinu and said that yes, there's going to be a bondage, but afterward the Jewish people will leave with tremendous wealth. And that's the Yisachar, that's the Schar. Uh-huh. Zvulun. What does Zvulun have to do with Geula? That Hashem let rest his Shechina, the divine presence of the Jewish people, Shenemar, as we have in the Parsha Truma, the Yasul in Mikdash, Vizachanti, Besoicham. Hashem says, Make for me a sanctuary and I will rest amongst them. What does that have to do with Zvulun? Says the Ein Zvulun Ela Beisamikdash Zvulun as Beisamikdash and Emar as the Pasuk says in Malachim when Shlomo Hamelach built the first Beisamikdash what does he say Banoi Banisi Beis Zvul Lecha Mechayin Leshiftecha Elamim Zvul is a place where one one's abode one's house so Shlomo Hamelach says that the Beisamikdash was the base Zvul a Zvul a place where Hashem called home so Zvulun is referring to the Mishkan and the Beisamikdash where Hashem called that His home. And the truth is, again, going back to Parshas Vayetze, when Zvulun was, was named, there was also Apam Yizbeleni Ishi, my husband will live with me. But here Zvulun is not talking about my husband, it's talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, living with Klal Yisrael in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash that followed the, the, um, the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Okay, how many do we have down? Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun. Six down, six to go. Binyamin. How is Binyamin allude to Geula? We have in the Az Yashir, of course, of course, Al Shem in the Az Yashir, Yemincha Hashem Nedari Bakayach, the right arm of Hashem, is glorified with power, with strength. And that is the Yemincha, the, and that's Binyamin. Binyamin is, the, is Yemin, is the right hand, the right hand of Hashem that we sing in the Az Yashir after the miracles of the Yamsuf. They say Ish Yemini. Right, by Mordechai. Right, yeah, that too, that too. But here it says about Hashem. Oh, it's about Hashem. Yeah, in other words, 
Ishimi of Mordechai is because he comes from Binyamin. And here is the connection of Binyamin with Geula is because he means Hashem Nadari Bakke. Oh, it's because the right hand is Koyach? Yes. Oh, I see. Done. What about the Shevet done? Al Shem. Also, again, back to the Brisbane Absorim. What does Hashem tell Avram Avinu? That that nation that will cause you to be in servitude, the Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, that is, I will judge them. And then, after I judge the nation, you'll go out with a great rechush, with great wealth. Naftali. What does Naftali have to do with the Geula? I hope everyone's remembering all the details. There's going to be a test at the end. I'm ready for it. Of course. I'm ready for it. So, Naftali. Al Shem Teira Mitzvahs. Naftali refers to Teira Mitzvahs. Shenasan Hamakadosh Baruch which Hashem gave us at our Sinai. What does Naftali have to do with Teira Mitzvahs? Shenamar, as it, or I'm sorry, Shekasuv Behem, concerning which it's written in Tehillim, chapter Yutas. Umisukim Midvash. The Teira Mitzvahs are more sweet than honey. Uminoifest Sufim, and that which drips from the comb, from the honeycomb. That's the honey that drips from the honeycomb. So Teirah Mitzvah is compared to the sweetness of honey, which is called nofes. Nofes is that which drips, those drips of honey. And that's the word naftali, from the word nofes, sufim, the honeycomb is the sweetness of Teirah Mitzvah. God. What does God have to do with the Geula? Al Shem Hamon, Shehechilam HaKadosh Baruch The God refers to the man that Hashem gave us to eat, the miraculous food of the Midbar. Shehu. As the Pasik says in Parshas B'Shalach, we have in Perich Design, Pesach Lonalaf, Kizera God Lovon. When the, when, the, uh, when the man is described in the Torah, it's described in these white shells, Zera God. The word God, that's alluding to, that's the Shevet God, and he's alluding to the gift of the man that comes to the Jewish people after Yitzhak Mitzrayim in their trip in the desert for those 40 years. What's God mean? Zera God Lovon. I, th- I think it's white shells, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think shells. Um, Asher. What does Asher have to do with Geula? Al Shem Shahoyu Ma'ashrin Aisan Kol Shoyme Geulasan Ugdulasan. All who heard of the Geula, of their redemption and the greatness of the Jewish people were Ma'asher. They talked of their praises. They praised them. Hechsev, as the Pasik says in the Navi Malachi, Ve'ishru Eschem Kol Hagoyim. All of the nations will praise you. Talk about how fortunate you are. You'll be a land of desire. That's what Hashem promised. That ultimately by the Geula, all the nations will sing our praises and see the beauty and the greatness of Kal Yisrael and see how Hashem showers the brachas on Kal Yisrael and they'll talk about the praise and the good fortune of Kal Yisrael. That's what Asher represents. And finally, the last one is Yosef. What does Yosef have to do with Geula? Al Shem Sha'asid HaKadosh Baruch Lahoisif. That just like Hashem redeemed us from Israel, so too Hashem will additionally once again redeem us from the kingdom of wickedness. Just like He redeemed them from Israel, Tehsiv, as the Pasik says in Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu, of course, is the primary Navi of the redemption. That's even alluded to in the name Yeshayahu, which means Yeshua, which means salvation. And we know that all the beautiful promises of the days of Mashiach, or many of them, a great deal of them, come from the Navi Shayo. And he writes, It'll be on that day when Mashiach will come. Yosef Hashem Shainis Yodai Vigoimer. Hashem will once again stretch out his arm and bring us Geula Vachola Inyan, the whole Hamshech, the whole continuation there as the Navi Shayo describes the coming of the Geula Shleim. This is 
the medrash, the medrash rab in the beginning of Parshas Shemayis. Really a tremendous medrash. Uh, most people don't, even, don't, know, don't know about this, that the names of the Shvatim have a double meaning. There's the names of the Shvatim, the way that they're given in Parshas Vayetze, yeah. when the mothers named the Shvatim one by one as they were born, and all of them really are connected with their birth. But now the Torah tells us again the names of the Shvatim. In the beginning of Parshas Shemayis, and even though it's the same names, but now the Kavana is a new Kavana, a different Kavana. As the Lashon of the Medrash, Hashem Geulasa Nikru. So Klal Yisrael is called on the name of the Geula. What's the purpose of that? So the Shaila is, Aleph, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of this new Kavana? And more interestingly is where it's placed. Because really, think about it. The words of the Pasuk are, Ve'elu Shmeis B'nei Yisrael Haboyim Mitzrayim. The first Pasuk of Shmeis is talking about we're going into Golas. We're going into bondage. We're going into exile. It's the beginning of a very long and bitter exile, 210 years. And Dafka over here, Dafka over here, when the Torah is in the middle of describing to us the Yerida, the descent into Golos, suddenly we have this beautiful Madras that says, the Torah says the name of each one to tell you that they're all connected to Gehula. Yeah. What's the Pshat? It's easy. Oh, what's the Pshat? Elementary. Everybody knows, right, Abraham? No. So say? Well, the answer is, the answer is, look, you're going into hot water, boys. Don't worry about Emo Bitsara, however it is. You've got all these good things, don't worry about it. That's telling you what's going to be at the end of end of the Golas. You're going to be rich. The nations of the world are going to tell you that you, God is great. Oh, you got all these so things. So excellent. So and, and the first the first machshava, like I remember saying, that's the correct machshava, is that when we're going into Golas, we need to have the promise of Geula. Yeah. That we shouldn't lose hope. We shouldn't we shouldn't be uh, yeah. we shouldn't fall into despair. He's going into a long Golas, into a difficult situation. And so Hashem is sort of saying, like, like hold on tight. It will come a day when you'll have all of these brachas and all of these promises and all of these beautiful um, uh, promises that Hashem is giving us for the coming of Mashiach, and that's true. But the Amos is deeper than that. I'll give you another answer. Oh. Okay, is it okay? Is this being recorded? Yes. Oh, so maybe I'm talking too much. Listen, it's still less than I am, so you're good. <laughs> but also, the, how about like this? The answer is really the Jews want to know why they're in Golis. Okay. And, you know, and what do we, we don't want the pain, we don't want the gain. So what's that all about? So you're saying the Golos is in order to bring us to the Gula. I know that, but so, but I'm going to say, but this has to be Maramas in the names. Oh. Why, why go in the Chachila? We don't want the honey, and we don't want the pain, oh. we don't want the gain. Oh. You know, so, so, says so, that. So, yeah, yeah. so the answer is, and that, that you're saying the answer, the answer is that Yid knows that the Pneumius of Golos is Gula. In other words, there's a concept that's very often repeated, which is Yiridat Seirach Aliyah. The whole reason why we have Yerida is in order, you descent, descent into a difficult situation is because that descent itself is the stepping stone that will bring us to the much higher situation. Now, it's, it's part of the process of Geula. Hashem wants to give us the ultimate Geula and the way that we can receive that is going through the way Hashem created the world is uh, like the, the expression of no pain, no gain. The ultimate gain comes after through the pain. And therefore, ultimately, the pain becomes the stepping stone. It becomes part of the process of Geula. So on the one hand, in, a, in a, an external level, it looks like, wow, this is a terrible thing going on. This is a terrible Golos. Ultimately, one day we're going to look back and see how all of that is what led us to the highest and best places. And then this is one of the best um, expressions of that we just finished in the previous homage. Because we have the whole story of the sale of Yosef. And who's, when anyone reads that parsha, they're thinking, this is crazy, this is terrible, brothers are selling a, a brother into slavery, and uh, what could be worse? And then the parsha, the parsha turns around, the story turns around, and Yosef tells the brothers, look, you didn't send me here. 
Hashem sent me here because he wanted me to become the, the provider of sustenance for you. So that whole sale was a step towards providing your sustenance. And that was one story. But then it's the whole story of Golos. Golos is only Bishvil, is only in order to come to Gula, which is the reason why it says, in Halachi even it says, that when Mashiach will come, may he come very, very speedily, that the days that nowadays are days of mourning, Tishabav and Shiva Subatamuz and Asar Batevis, not only won't we fast, but as the Pasik says and the Rambam says, there'll be mud in the great festivals and holidays. And the Shaila is why? Okay, there's no, there's no reason to fast because we're not mourning anymore. Why are we dancing? The answer is then we'll be able to look back and see how those steps of that seem to be the worst Golas was only stepping stones to bring us to Geul and therefore we'll celebrate those steps. And that's also what the Navi means in Yeshayahu when he says when Mashiach will come, we'll turn back and we'll say, Oidcha Hashem, we'll thank Hashem, ki anaftabi, for the difficulties, for the pain and the affliction of Golas. We'll finally be able to see how all the challenges and all the yiridas and all the difficulties were merely only there and stepping stones to bring us to the highest gula. And that's the primis de kavana, that's the meaning of this medrash. That here you're reading the first passage of Chomesh and here you can, there's reason to be depressed and despondent and dejected. After all, what a terrible gulos. says, no, 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 the Torah tells you, right now remember every name of every shevet at this point is Hashem HaGeula. It's all part of the process of gula. And therefore a person should never ever be deterred, a person should never be Tzibrach should be despondent. Oh, the Golos is so terrible. He has to know with Emunah that, and Bitochain that every difficulty is only to bring us to a greater Gula. And I remember it was exactly 30 years ago, this Shabbos, Shabbos Parshas Shemais, in 1992, Tafshin and Beis, and the Rebbe spent the entire Fabrengan on this Medrash. I was there by the Fabrengan, talked to this evening that the holding of Golos is for Gula, and that's our Indian, and we have to see it that way, and we have to therefore just recognize that our avoid is to turn the Golos into Gula and to remember and to live it and ultimately to see it very soon in Mirza Hashem. So that's the first point that I wanted to, to speak with you about tonight. And now we have a few minutes left. I want to very quickly touch on one more point for the Pasha, not related to that, and just a quick treatment of this. And that is in Gimel, Pasuk Yud Gimel. I have the Pasuk in front, you can read it. And that is, Hashem comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and he says, listen, you're going to go and redeem the Jewish people. And as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu had this debate with Hashem for a number of days. It's hard to understand, but that's the fact. Right, he was, he was very humble. He's not worthy. Other reasons. Okay. One of the strange interchanges of that conversation is the following. Let's read it inside. Moshe tells Hashem, I'm going to come to the Jewish people. I'll tell them, the God of your father sent me to you. They're going to tell me, what's his name? What should I tell? What's his handle? That's what they say. That's what Meshachim tells Hashem. I'm going to come to the Jewish people. I'll say, the time of your redemption has arrived. Hashem has, re- has sent me to redeem you. And the Jewish people are going to ask me for his name. What am I going to tell them? Now, you know, the that's truth is, the truth is, that's a very odd question. That's, the, that's what's going to bother them. What's his name? I mean, first of all, the Jews knew Hashem's name. They had a Messiah. Moshe Rabbeinu definitely knew Hashem's name. We have earlier in this week's Parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu killed the Egyptians, says Rashi Hal, yeah. by saying Hashem's name. So what's this business? Yeah, right. They're going to ask me what's his name. We know that they knew the name. So what's the, it's in Pshat. What, what does the Pasuk ask? Okay. What's Moshe Rabbeinu saying? Then we have the next Pasuk. Hashem responds. What's his answer? Hashem says, Moshe, Asher, yeah. And he says, this is what you tell the Jewish people, what's the pshat of Ehiyah? So some of Farshim say that that's a name of Hashem. 
the name Ais, in fact, some don't even pronounce it, they say Eheke, right? And they say that was the answer. Moshe Rabbeinu said, what's the name? So Hashem said, well, that's the name. You want to know my name? That's my name. But Rashi doesn't learn that way. If you look in Rashi, how does Rashi teach? I'm with them, and I'm with this, I'm in this pain, and I'll be with them in future goals. So they ask the question. They ask, what's his name? And instead, Hashem tells them, well, um, I'll be with them now. I'm with them now. I'll be with them later. Who was talking about that? Other Mephorshim, as I, as I bring that on here, the, um, the Rashbam, the um, Ebenezer, Sforno, Barbanel, they talk and say, he has a name. Okay, if A is a name, it's an answer. But Rashi didn't learn that. Rashi says, Hashem says, I'm with them now, I'll be with them later. What kind of answer is that? Who asked about that? Right? And then we have the third Pesach. Additionally, Hashem tells Moshe, this is what you should tell the Jewish people. The God of your fathers, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, sent me. This is my name forever. This is my name and this is the way I'm remembered. What's the name? <laughs> What's the pshat? He didn't answer the question. He says, I'm the God of their fathers, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. This is my name. So, we're, so what, what does he say? And Rashi says, Zeshmi la'olam chaser vav. The word la'olam is written without a vav. Lomar halimehu. My name is to be hidden. Shalom yikari kichsavah. We're not allowed to read Hashem's name the way it's written. But remember me. Limdu heich nirkah. How they should call me. There's the way it's written, the way it's mentioned. A whole, a whole part of halacha here. You can't say my name. You can't say it the way it's written. You can't pronounce it that way. But nevertheless, you could call me, like we say, Adonai for Hashem's name. There's so many questions here. But basically, what's going on in these three psukim? What's, what's the dialogue? Moshe Rabbeinu wants to know, he says the Jewish people are going to want to know what Hashem's name is. And Hashem says, I'll be with them now. I'll be with them later. And then Hashem says, oh, and I have a name. But that name you can't say. You can't say the way it's written. Like, this is a strange conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Very strange. And, and the Gemara is like, you know, what's the question? What's the answer? What's the next step of the answer? What's really going on over here? And again, there's different Mepharshim. We have just another two, three minutes. I want to share with you an idea that the Rebbe gave on this, on this Hemshech, on this explanation of what's going on. And the Rebbe says the following. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Hashem, they'll want to know your name. He wasn't asking what your name is. That wasn't the question. A name... We know that Hashem has many names. And names represent different spheres, different ways of Hashem's relating to this world. Right? We talk about the seven names, each one has a different midah. So names represent the type of midah, the type of um, character trait with which Hashem is connecting to us. Meshavim tells Hashem, I'm going to come to the Jewish people and tell them there's God in heaven, and He is coming to save you. The Jewish people just suffered 200 years. Holocaust. They had mass murders. They had kids being killed. You know, see, what kind of a Hashem is this? If He's the God of the world, if He's able to accomplish everything what He wants, and He tells us that He loves us, He wants to redeem us, where was He? Where is the guy? Where was He? That's when they're saying, "What's His name?" It was. It's not going to be a technical question. Is His name Michael or, or Jonathan? The question is, what kind of a Mida does He have? Who, what kind of a Hashem is he? 
if he's Taka Hashem, if he's the one who has, is all powerful and he can take us out of Mitzrayim and so on and so forth, where has he been for 200 years? Where was he throughout all our suffering? Where was he when our children oh, were being good, killed? That's that's and that's the Kasha. He says, the Jewish people are going to ask me. You're not allowed to ask that question. But Moshe knows the Jewish people are suffering in Golis. They're coming from a Holocaust in Mitzrayim. Right. Right. And he's going to come to them and say, you know, Hashem loves you. And Hashem is all powerful. He's coming to take you out of Golis. They're going to turn to me and say, what kind right. of Hashem is right. this? Right. Now, once we understand Moshe's question, so what did Hashem answer? Hashem said, eh, yeah, asher, eh, yeah. They should know I'm with them in every Golis. They shouldn't think that I'm a God that's somewhere who knows where. And I'm not connected to them and I don't care about them. And they're suffering and I was partying and now I remember them. In other words, the answer is an answer to the question. Before we ask, they're asking for a name. Where's the answer? This has nothing to do with names. This has to do with an emotional outburst of the Jewish people when Hashem is introducing them to them. They're saying, where have you been? And the answer is, I was with you at every step of the way. There was a holocaust, there was a difficulty, there was service, there was dying, there was death, there was servitude, there was slavery. You should know, I'm with them every single step of the way. But he put it in it. Oh, one second. So the question is, but if you're with us, so then, then why don't we see you? No. That's where the next passage comes. He says, Halimehu. Ultimately, Hashem is, 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 is something we can't really understand. And that's where the third passage, again, remember there was three passages, like a bunch of non-jointed points. Hashem says, He says, you should know I'm the, your God, and the God of your father Avram, and Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But, Zeshmi Olam Halimehu. We have to understand that as much as Hashem loves us, there's things about Hashem we don't understand. And the way how Hashem runs His world, at the end of the day, Hashem is the Creator and we're created beings. And that's what Hashem is saying. Ultimately, my truth, my ultimate truth, remains concealed, remains not understood by the human beings. But, Zezichri, you could always call out to me. You could call out to me, you should know that I'm listening to you. Ultimately, your requests are going to be fulfilled. But exactly how and when and why and why do things happen? Um, at the end of the month, Hali Mehu, it remains Behelem. And that was, that's the three steps of this question. That's, the, that's how the rebel learned these the three steps. steps. Again, the Kasha was, what kind of a Hashem is here? What kind of a Mida does he have? The answer is, you know, the Kasha is, he seems to have been distant to us, from us for so long. Like, what's going on? The answer is, eh, yasher, eh, I'm with them in every step of Tzaras. I never left them for a minute. I'll say, but you don't see me, you don't understand, you don't see how Hashem is with me. Halimehu. It's true that the emes of Hashem, the amitius, the truth of Hashem, is something that's beyond our ability to understand. Zezichri, we call out to Hashem, we dive into Hashem, we know that Hashem is listening to us, and yet exactly how and when, we don't always see until afterward, after the Gula Shlema, as we said earlier, that ultimately we'll see how, how every step of the Golas was a stepping stone towards the ultimate Gula Shlema, wow. may be because of Mamash. Good. Now I have a question. Good. Last week, the trash, trash 